Good afternoon. You're listening to the Airbender Showbender, where me and the girls recap and react to the animated series Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, it looks like we're recording. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm Adriana. I'm Julie. And I'm Jennifer. (laughs) And we have decided that we're going to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, It is a show that originally aired on Nickelodeon in 2006 or sometime around, no, way before 2006, probably 2000. I remember watching it when I was like, um, 13 or 14, but, uh, it aired a long, but 2005, they just had the 15th year anniversary. Oh man. So mm-hmm. it is a 15 year old cartoon and it is a favorite among people of all ages or maybe just millennials who cares. And, um, yeah, we're just going to go through, I've seen it probably six or seven times by now. Um, this is Jennifer. Jennifer's first time ever watching the cartoon version. Um, why don't you tell? <laughs> why don't you tell us how um, your experience with like watching the movie first and <laughs> what you just yeah just tell us about that first. <laughs> the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, um, to be totally honest, I think I saw that movie so many years ago. I think it must have been like eight years ago, whenever it was that it came out, I went and I saw it in the movie theaters and I did really like it. I'm not going to lie. I thought the concept was really cool, but this is vastly different. This is, um, but I really like it. And now, you know, I, I'm actually a person that doesn't watch a whole lot of shows for the addictive quality and effect that they have on a person. Um, but I can already tell just watching this one, I'm already hooked. Like, I'm like, wait, why aren't we watching the third one right now? (laughs) I need to know what happens (laughs) immediately. So I don't know if that answers the question or not. (laughs) But No, it's good. Julie, you, you, um, you watched this for the first time recently, right? How, what has your experience been with that? Um, I watched it for the first time like two months ago and watching this with y'all is my fourth time watching it in like two months I totally just like sped through it the first time because I had to know what was gonna happen and then the second and third time I kind of slowed down a little bit I still was like plowing through it because it's such a good story and it is really easy to watch like three or four of them at a time because um but yeah I was totally down to watch it again and um and I'm staying up like way past my bedtime too just because I freaking love this show (laughs) So for you guys who are out there listening and watching, we just watched the first two episodes ever. I mean, not ever, but um, of season one. And so for a quick recap, just in case you haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender before, stop listening, stop watching. You should just go watch it first because we're about to spoil everything for you. This is spoiler alert. We're talking about what happens in the episode. I don't even know why you would listen to a podcast about this because it should be common sense. But just in case you had a 
brain fart. That's what this is for. If you have seen it, we're going to recap it and then react to it. So episode one, Saka and Katara are out looking for food and they come across a glowing orb of ice. Inside this glowing orb of ice is Aang, the Avatar. Well, we don't know he's the Avatar yet. He's just this dude with glowy tattoos and this weird giant bison. Looks like a giant rice cake. And um, <laughs> there, um, he, Aang glows and they find out that he's been in this thing for a very, very long time. He doesn't know what the Fire Nation is. Um, there are four different types of bending in this universe. Um, there's fire bending. You can control and manipulate fire. There's air bending with air. And then there's earth bending and water bending. And little to nobody knows at this point. Well, Aang doesn't know at this point, but he, he's been asleep for a really long time. And, um, I think that's all that really happens in the first episode is that we meet our characters. So do you guys want to react to the first episode first or should we just react to all of it? I should just go ahead and recap the second episode too. I think I'll just go ahead and do that. Okay. Episode two, they find out that Aang finds out that he's been in a ball of ice for 100 years. He, we go through this dream sequence where he's just in the sky and it's a storm and he's on Appa, his flying bison, which is what the rice cake monster is. He's a flying bison. And um, flying bison, <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, he's in a storm and they um, encounter turbulence and they end up falling into the ocean and Aang turns all glowy and creates this orb of air around them and then that orb of air freezes. And we find out that a hundred years has passed there has been a war that the Fire Nation has raged against the rest of the world, all the earthbending and water and airbending nations. And uh, we have we meet Prince, Zuc Prince Zuko. Prince Zuko is a prince of the Fire Nation. He is also a firebender himself. And we get the impression that he has been banished um, and he's looking to restore his honor by capturing the Avatar. That, at that point, that's all we know. He's got a scar on the side of his face, and he is uptight. <laughs> he's not very warm and fuzzy. <laughs> he needs to relax. And um, we meet his uncle, who is nameless at this point, but he is very un- Uncle. He's very un-uptight. Which I guess is relaxed. He's very chill. He's a chill dude. Um, uh, Aang and Katara get on. They find this old, hundred-year-old probably, Fire Nation ship. They're exploring it. And they set off an ancient booby trap which sends a flare into the air. Zuko just happens to be in the area on his ship. He sees a flare and he notices that right next to this ship and flare is this Water Nation village. And he has a little binoculars and he sees Aang and Katara bouncing around escaping the old ship. So he goes to the Water Nation village, which is Katara and Sokka's home. And he 
you know, confronts them, where are you hiding? And that's when everyone in the Water Nation village, including Katara and Sokka, find out that Aang is the avatar. <coughs> Aang surrenders himself to protect the village. They get on the boat and then Aang tries to escape and him and Zuko face off and Aang like kicks a bunch of Fire Nation booty. And at the end of the episode, you know, Katara and Sokka are on Appa, the fire, the uh, air bison, and it's sort of um, a rescue type thing, and there's a fight, and they get away, and at the end of that, Aang and Katara are, they decide that they're going to go to the North Pole, which is where the other water nation lives, and they're going to find a water bender to teach them both how to water bend, because the Avatar not only is the last airbender, but he, as the Avatar, is theoretically able to bend all four elements. He just hasn't learned how to bend water, earth, and fire yet. So that is where we are. Feel free to let me, y'all chime in if I left something out because I just sort of flew through. Oh yeah, we should mention like their approximate ages or how they appear. Yeah. Seem to be. Oh, right. So Aang is supposed to be like 12. Katara is 14. Sokka, I think, is maybe like 15 or 16. And I think Zuko is also 15 or 16. He seems a little uh, older, but I don't know. Well, uh, definitely he's giving off that impression by being captain of the ship, but he's actually pretty young. Mm. I think he's 16 because he was banished when he was 13. Anyways, mm. you'll find that out later. Spoiling. Spoiling. Um, but um, I think you pretty much covered it. Cool. So, Jennifer, what'd you think? <laughs> um, I loved it, honestly. I I love that on it. Okay, because it, it's animation. Like, I love one of the things that really captured me is like there's so much emotion and just their facial expressions. <laughs> And I just love those moments. Um, and like, you can tell, like, you're really sucked into the storyline because there's there's even more than, like, Adriana, you just so, like, perfectly explained everything that happened in the first and the second episode. But there's also totally, like, a lot, like, there's, like, a thing going on between Katara and, um, I hope I say his name right, Ang. I'm new. <laughs> Did I mess it up? <laughs> And you watch the movie first, so you're just like poorly influenced. But it's, poorly it's influenced. Aang. Yeah. Aang. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Aang. No, you're good. You caught yourself. You're good. And we Aang don't speak his... of that movie, but cool. Aang and his rice cake flying bison. Um, no, like the action in it too. Like okay, like Katara and Aang, they have a thing, and it's really cute. And then mm -hmm. the action is to die for. Like, I I enjoyed it because it was like the suspense is really well um, timed out. I don't know how to explain it. It's like really well just spaced out and like structured out. And as as you keep watching, you're like, oh my god, what is gonna happen next? Like, you can't, you're just on the edge of your seat every moment. Um, and it's just really cool to see all the cool tricks because it's cartoon. 
they have more, I guess, like they could do whatever they want. So it's cool to see the avatar Aang. I got his name right, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool to see him try all these different tricks and like at the end, because we can spoil, he was he showed off that actually he did know how to water bend, whether he was like he knew it or not, but he kind of did because he was uh he had to fight there was like a scene against him and the antagonist, the firebender guy. What's his name? Starts with Z. Zuko. Zuko. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and so it was like right at the end, and he was like coming at them or coming. You know, it was like back and forth between him and the Airbender. Um, and then he like somehow like made this like little like tornado of water come up from the ocean and like totally knocked out the antagonist. It was pretty freaking cool. Yeah, that's the first time we see Aang in the Avatar state, which um, I think it it happens in, like, really dire situations. And so he was about to drown again. So he just, like, took off and ended up destroying the whole Fire Nation ship. That's how he kicked that Fire Nation booty. And I love how Appa, like, comes to save the day and... Like, from the very beginning, like, Appa is this creature that has its own emotions and needs as well, because he can't fly at first, because he's tired. He's been in a block of ice for a hundred years. He just, (laughs) you know, he just needs to float around for a little bit and get some food before he's going to take off. I feel like he's so cute. I just want to, like, hug him and squish him. I want a little stuffed animal. Appa's really cute. I just want to, like, squish him. I want to squish him, too. He's squishy. Yo, so we should go around. I mean, Julie, do you want to talk about your feelings on these first two episodes? Um, yeah, sure. Um, the first episode, yeah, there's definitely a little something-something between Katara and Aang, but it's it's still just, like, that, like, childlike curiosity, for sure. And yeah, it's totally pure. It's, like, nothing It's, serious. like, playtime. Like, it's just, yeah, like, it's oh, cute. wow, I found my best friend. Let's go play. Like, so I love, I love that, like, play is, like, a huge part of um, who Aang is, like, immediately coming out of the iceberg and um, seems to be somewhat attached to Katara because I think he says something like you know I I wouldn't have met you or something or I'm glad I met you um even though he was in the iceberg for 100 years and uh I think from the very beginning like Sokka is a total badass like he stands off the Fire Nation ship by himself with his club like (laughs) that took some balls for sure to not retreat immediately um and I love the listen this is my fourth time watching it so I really love the music I feel like it plays such a huge element in creating the mood and the playfulness of the characters because like there's this one little sound clip where um Sokka gets poked in the head by Zuko 
and then Sokka returns the poke, and it's like the boink, 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 boink. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I love that mm, silliness. There's definitely a silliness. And, um, yeah, the water tribe is pretty small and barren. Not a whole lot going on over there. And they're lucky Zuko left them alone when Aang went with them, or else they could have been fucked on very easily. So, <laughs> yeah, they were, they're like kind of a just thinning out little tribe. There are not many people there. Lots of kids, though. All the dads are poor, yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes you wonder, like, well, first off, like, the Fire Nation lands there for even if it's just like 10 minutes, right? There's no vitamin C in that entire landscape. Like, there are no citrus Mm. fruits. There are no, like, plants, really. So I don't know, maybe it's because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but my immediate thought watching it this time around was just like, they're going to like sneeze once and kill everyone in that yeah. like little <laughs> settlement. But, um, ah, sorry, that was just a weird thought. Well, no, I feel you. I, I was kind of thinking about them too, like being survivors, like, like they, I feel like that's, like their background like their roots are definitely like survival based i mean they're fishing for um their village on like a you know block of ice that's how that would basically be your only subsistence probably besides like a seal and i think that's what makes tatara and Sokka so tough they're not just like they're not just like some average kid that's been pulled out of their neighborhood or whatever it's like no these are hardcore survivalists like living on the edge they know what it means to suffer (laughs) and overcome that they like live they live on a block of ice i don't even understand where they're new like that's a really good point yeah adriana and julie like what the hell are what is their nutrition like what how are they surviving? I don't understand. Someone explain this to me. Water, vitamin D from the sun, and omega threes. That's all you need. Oh yeah, fish. fish. Oh my gosh. But yeah, this meat. episode was Saka's all about that meat. <laughs> I love like I don't know if you guys have watched The Dragon Prince on Netflix, but it was created by the same people and it went out this year or last year. It was very recent. And Sokka is the main character. The guy that plays Sokka, his voice actor is also a main character in that one. And they're very similar. And he tends to, that voice actor tends to play very endearing characters. And I just like, my favorite characters have always, my favorite character has always been Zuko. Zuko and Iroh. Like, I've always been, like, kind of drawn more towards the Fire Nation. Jennifer, I know that, like, that sounds crazy right now because we're on the second episode. It does That's sound a little crazy, but I, I, I feel you. I know that you have a reason. <laughs> I've only seen two episodes. But, but, like, Sokka, for whatever reason, is just, like, hitting different this time around. Like, he's just... You, like, I guess I, because I've seen it, I am noticing 
some things that develop later in the show, I'm noticing them earlier on. Like these first two episodes had a ridiculous amount of character development, just like crammed into 40 minutes. Like there was not like, there's never a dull moment. And when you're a kid and you're watching this, you're not paying attention to that. This, This is just like, it's just a story that's being told to you and it's being told well, you don't question it. And that I think is the essence of good storytelling is just like, yeah, that's how it is. But now that I'm watching it as a (laughs) year old person, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's, I'm just like blown away. I don't know what it is. Oh, this just all about everything. And they tied it together so well. And from the very beginning, everyone is just as much as themselves as they ever were but it's just like they're they're little seedlings right now and they they gotta grow and every experience every battle that they're gonna have is like a little more growth and um yeah Sokka's warrior side like he's never deviated from that and even in that short I love how Kara calls him sexist like right (laughs) off the bat I'm like they don't waste any time in like calling out people that maybe might be putting down women because or any gender so yeah I really like that too I was like yes go Katara (laughs) represent this is some bullshit (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, calm down. And she's like, don't tell me to calm down. She's yeah, like, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so classic. It she's was great. Devil, and she split an iceberg with her rage. She mm-hmm. did. She didn't even realize she was doing it. So, should we ask favorite characters so far? Is it too early? Or I mm. could, I, I have one. Okay. I mean, it's really cliche, but I'm I'm digging the Avatar. He won the kids over. <laughs> he won the kids over. Come on, when he like came up to the village, like because after they went pink penguin sledding in the what was it the first episode, the second episode, yeah, with Katara, and they went on their like first like quasi like unannounced date. <laughs> without it being an you know official they came back and um all the kids like ran up to him like they missed him and I was like oh see he's a favorite and then he gets banished that's some bullshit but that's okay he comes back and saves the day saves the tribe so but yeah no he's my favorite and it, I just think he's so cool um, he is really young, and I like. I love that you guys are talking about character development because this is like I only just saw two episodes, and I did see probably like the crammed character development in just two episodes. And I know there's so much to see, but even just from everything so far, like I love how deep the show is with like some really meaningful little messages here and there. Like at one point when they're in the ship, Katara and um, the Avatar. I don't know why I'm, I feel like I'm. I'm going off a tangent. I hope that's okay. (laughs) But yeah, they're in the ship and uh, Ong, right? Ong. Dang it! (laughs) Ong. Okay, I'm going to get it right. Ong. 
um, he turns to Katara and he's like, yeah, if you, you know, cause she's like, don't go on the ship. It could be booby trapped. And he's like, well, if you want to be a bender, you have to lose the fear. And, you know, I remember kids shows like this and they have like these deep messages for us and for all the kids, but you don't really like get it until you're an adult. So I appreciate that. But that was totally off topic to answer your question. And I went off on a rant. Ang. That was not off topic. That was good. All right. That was perfect. Cool. Duly? Mm, honestly, I think I'm just like, I'm feeling Sokka right now. Like, I'm very, very impressed with him standing off the ship. And, you know, he's just. He's like doing it for he's doing what his dad asked him to do he even says that in this episode and um i just appreciate his warrior spirit from the very beginning and um he just he he has a lot of and Sokka's like one of those people that like it, it seems like he has a lot of adverse things happen to him like appa like sneezing boogies on him and his ice tower being melted and like he just always he he has bad luck that's like it's just like his perspective at the end of the day but that doesn't change him when it comes like time to fight and um yeah so I think Sokka's my favorite right now, although I do love Uncle Iroh. <laughs> Uncle Iroh is basically just sleeping through these first two episodes, so. Oh, okay, something happening? Oh, my. Like, he hasn't really come out yet, but Iroh, he's up there of all time, for sure. I don't know this character yet. Yeah, I was, I was going to say it was probably a tie between Iroh and Sokka. I mean... Everyone knows Zuko's. I've named my car Zuko. Like, everyone knows Zuko is, like, my number one. But, like, for these episodes, like, yeah, Iroh, like, I think the best scene that Iroh got in this whole show, or in these whole first two episodes, was the probably the scene where he got to talk the most, where he was telling Zuko that he hasn't mastered the basics. Because at that point, you realize that Iroh actually is a seasoned warrior. Like, just the way he says it, he's like, you need to practice this some more, even though to us, unexperienced fire benders or non-benders, Zuko's doing the sequence and he's shooting fire out of like every direction of his body. And we're like, that looks really cool. And Uncle Iroh is like, no, you don't have that down yet. And he stands up to Zuko. Zuko is kind of a little prick right now. And, um, when he says, okay, well, we'll learn more advanced sequences after I finish my roast duck. Like, it looks at, on the outside, it's kind of just like I wrote being goofy. But I think if you take it a step further, a level deeper, it's him teaching Zuko patience a different way. Because Zuko's not going to learn patience this way, you know? By, and I feel like every little quirk I wrote does you will we'll see this more and I will not do any spoilers, but every little quirk that Iroh does is it's never meaningless. It's never pointless. There's always like a hidden lesson in it. And I just, that was just a beautiful moment. 
And then, of course, he's just, like, sleeping through the whole thing. And then he comes out at the end of the second episode, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's the older guy, right? He's, yeah. like, the sensei in the, okay. Yeah, he's the uncle. Yeah. He's got yeah, that he's, sensei he says, vibe. He says, you have to let the breath, the breath be the extension of your body or your fire. Oh, Use I your love breath that. Like, pranayama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, I love that. I was that thinking pranayama. Of, yeah, I was associating that with a voice. I'm a singer. We're all, well, we're all singers here. But like, I was immediately, I thought of singing. I was like, oh my God, that's like all we learned and all we were like told forever years and years like the breath is everything I thought that was so deep that was piggybacking earlier when I said like I love the little deep messages this supposedly kids cartoon really meant for all ages uh, has I think that's really profound and special well it's probably too early to say who won or lost each episode or I mean it's kind of the introduction, so I mean, I don't. I mean, Avatar clearly won. Say what? I said Avatar clearly won. Yeah, Avatar like won. Anyone, all in favor say aye. Avatar won. <laughs> like, I mean, he was my favorite for. It, he wasn't. He was kind of almost a tie, <laughs> but a little bit more than Katara. I really fell in love with Katara too. Maybe it's because I'm a girl. She's the one woman there, and I'm like, yeah, female warrior power oh. unite. This is Katara at her lowest, though. Be yeah. for me. Let's be for real. <laughs> maybe we have yeah. Oh. Maybe we have more context, but like Katara's amazing, and mm-hmm. we get some character development with her in the first two episodes, but it's really she kind of just sort of embodies like the whole. I'm a woman growing up, like, kind of trope thing that's, like, not ever, sometimes it's explored, but I feel like sometimes it's just enough for most audiences, which I don't necessarily agree with, for a female character to just be like, I am now powerful, I found my voice, and then that just being, like, the end of it. I feel like, I agree with you, Julie, this Katara at her worst, but if you like Katara now, Jennifer, oh, I mean, you're just gonna love the whole just like, oh, I love Katara. I I dig her. I you can tell she's got like places to grow and mature, but that's because she's a teenager and she's also the conditions they're living in and the challenges they have to face individually and as together, you know, as a team. I guess Zuko, can we all agree that Zuko lost? The, Zuko the, straight up lost. He got his ass whooped. He lost. Yeah. Zuko. I love when he he really did get his ass whooped and his hat like falls on his butt and his feet are all like flailed <laughs> out to the side. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> oh. I appreciate that. Like, did anyone die ever? Like, they don't actually kill each other. No. Nope. I like that. It's all the Yeah, it's not like super violent, you know? I appreciate that because usually you watch some of these things and like it's just advocating a lot of violence. But this is more like 
the art of fighting and like i don't know it's it's more tasteful all right oh. well folks that is our reaction thanks for watching or listening or whatever however you consume this media and uh <laughs> we will coagulate with you um the next time we do that we do this bye <laughs> bye now and that's a wrap thanks for listening to the airbender showbender don't forget to hit like, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do on whatever platform you're listening on to show us some support. We'll be back with more episodes, so we'll see you then.